Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. to hear you and see you hear you i don't know why i want to hear you like i'm just about able to see you um without gagging um but it's uh it's you've had a nice you've had a nice christmas have you i've had it i've I, i'll get to, I'll, i won't listen to your answer actually i'll get straight to the point i've had a pretty pretty rough christmas i've been sick all christmas um yeah. still managed to eat nearly all the sweets mm. in the house Spiced beef is yeah, down to the last few feel, slices. Feel sick. Feel, feel sick. sick and feel, wonder why you were feeling sick. Yeah, feel sick. Well, that too, but yeah. then I was actually sick as well. I think we, myself and my wife both got the flu. Uh, so I got a... One of the Christmas body. presents I got was a pair of socks, Dion. Oh, yeah? With Mickey Hart's face on the right sock, you know, wearing a Santa hat and as a snowman and then as a, and then as a Santa again. And me... My image on the left sock, but um, Connor sketches. He got a pair of them as well, and he texted me and he said, "Look, are they available as condoms?" Which I checked, and in fact, they are. Are they? So um, you can, for five ninety nine for a pack of three, buy a pack of three condoms. One that's got Mickey Hart's image on it, as a snowman. Um, that 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 will guarantee celibacy for any well, I think, I think, for any young man. Yeah, but I, but I, getting, <laughs> in the great yeah, area, I mean, think, can you think of anything? I think the issue, can you think of anything less inclined to inflame your passions than to un- unfurl a condom over your erect member and realize that it's Mickey Hart staring up at you just at the moment of consummation? Yeah, so no, like, you, oh, you th- yeah, no, that's we'll not just we'll to... just go to the pictures. 
Like you might need that at a certain point, but I think when you're actually in that delicate situation of trying to put the condom on, the last thing, like I'm going to, you know, Mickey Hart and Joe Bradley, they're the, they're the last images most people yeah. want at that at that stage. So certainly together. There's a well-known, there's a well-known um, 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 impressionist. And uh, I mean, obviously, we, we're, we, I'm friendly with Australia, nearly all of our impressionists, but he, he told me once, um, long before he was married, that he had um, bumped into this girl the night before in All-Ireland. And she was from the north. And they just, you know, these magical nights where they just hit it off and, you know, sort of tearing each other's clothes off as they're going through the hotel room door, you know, into the bed, up on the bed. She unfurls her magnificent breasts and as she's about to lower herself down and she says do me one last thing and he says anything and she says do your impression of Joe Brawley (laughs) 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 and and did did he Uh, he do his Joe Brawley impression then well confronted with that situation there's very much you wouldn't do, I would have thought. That's yeah, true. So, yeah. That's as far as I got with the story before before falling off the chair. <laughs> but so you got a pair so of socks for Christmas. Get, uh, Mickey, Hart, Mickey Hart condoms. Yeah. Mickey Hart condoms. <laughs> we're getting a good line in merch. Can we can we get a piece of that merch if we're if if we're in the art condoms? Yeah. So we, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely should do. Joe Brawley. Well, Joe Brawley. So, well, Joe uh, Brawley yeah. wanks dogs. Condoms would be good too. I don't know. It's not the sort of gift you know that a, that a that a grandmother would purchase for her grandson or something like that. I think we have to try and be a bit more wholesome. You know, ca- capture right. the, the, the the larger yeah. the larger the larger market. But I uh, I uh, I've come to America on a belated honeymoon with the the glamorous brunette. Oh really? It's it's such a it's such a mental and glorious and fascinating and dysfunctional and vibrant and, and full of cra- crazy religious ideas. <coughs> I mean there's a budding authoritarianism in it, but but at the same time it's absolutely intoxicated. I mean we arrived in New York and we, we went for a wander from the hotel down in the East Village across towards the West Village through Washington uh, Park. And as we were walking through it, it was activity everywhere, but as we were walking through it, this fella in a suit, black suit, white shirt, no tie, looked about his mid-30s, looked, you know, presentable. Maybe a wee whiff of eccentricity about him. And he took a stereo player out of a, a, a sort of a case and turned on this um, sort of tranquil zen-like music, you see. And I thought at that point in time, well, you know, he's he's going to do some sort of meditation. And once the music had started... He proceeded to start punching the tree 
with his left hand. Okay. Just methodically punching it. If you can imagine, you know, a, a boxer punching a punch bag. It was most incredible. I, I actually stepped in it and, and started to video it. Martin right. the Glamorous Burnett said, well, just be careful, you know, he's obviously. But, I mean, we watched him, he punched the tree at least 14, 15 times with his bare left fist. And uh, meanwhile, then a guy had pulled up a piano on wheels, but the piano, the, the whole top half of the piano had either been dismantled and taken away or, or it was just <laughs> deliberately done for effect. He went sat down at the piano and started playing sort of old-time sort of ragtime music, you know, uh, Scott Joplin and all of that. And then in another part of the park, there was an ancient man, or it may have been a woman with a beard, training the pigeons. The pigeons would come back to her in a cloud and settle all over her face and head and shoulders so that she could barely be seen. You know, as though as though this was a cloud of pigeons that was that was moving, you know, slowly around the park. And then on a signal they would fly off again and then return. And you just you just you, you don't know what to expect in America. But it is just that incredible energy that there is in, in every American city, isn't it? That you just, um, and it's almost self-perpetuating too. I think because when you get there, you feel like you you feel so plugged in. Well, I certainly do. Any time I go to anywhere, I feel so plugged into the history and the folklore of the place that it kind of creates its own. You feel that these kind of myths are all around you, and I think everybody. I think one of the reasons for that kind of crazy energy is because everybody, for better and for worse, is feeding off that as well. You know, they come to the they come to these cities believing New York, Los Angeles, wherever to be the place where things are going to happen to them the way things happen. You know, happen to so many people through the years, and it creates its own kind of energy. And then, obviously, in in so many instances, it goes kind of awry and it goes into eccentricity. But it's all like. Like I've never known anywhere like it for just that the ease at which you suddenly find yourself uh, in the, uh, next 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 to something kind of eccentric or, or peculiar or hilarious. It just happens so often, um, and I don't know what that is except that that uh, I think it's I think it's, I think it's probably a, it's probably independence. You know, people are pursuing extremely independent lives. Yeah. And, you know, often they're not in a community where someone can say, look, you know, it, so it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, if you've got initiative and a certain genius, you know, regardless of what that is, you know, there'll be no one there to stymie that or to say, look, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a more stereotypical way to lead your life. I mean, we, uh, the, the glamorous brunette on, and, and you've got, like her, her cousin, Kevin, Bishop Kevin Sweeney, the Bishop of Patterson, one of the most deprived areas of, of America, poverty stricken, a lot of crime. Bishop Kevin is viewed down there as a saint. He's a sort of Mother Teresa of Patterson and leads a very, very simple life. So we, we spent Christmas Day with him, you know, and we drove out with him to, to, to the Glamorous Burnett's cousins 
we stopped at uh, at a cemetery in Queens, a vast cemetery, and and prayed over the graves of of her relatives with Bishop Kevin, you know, and all the while he was driving over the middle lane. <laughs> He's an appalling driver, well known to be so. <laughs> and and uh, there was just a constant sort of cacophony of horns hooting. He also drives very slowly. And we had that sort of blessed day on Christmas Day, everyone together, you know. And, of course, in American households, the, te- the big television's always on, so the basketball, how's the football going, how's the basketball going? You know? And then on the day after Christmas Day, because the Glamorous Brunette is a country music fanatic. We flew to Music City, so I'm recording this in Music City in Nashville. Like, she is, do you know know those wee wee things you put in the back of the car, the wee puppies? Mm. And as soon as the car starts to move, move, the, the, the puppy starts to groove. Yeah. So that's what she's like in Nashville. I mean, we arrived... Every you go in, you go down to Broadway. It, it's quite extraordinary. Ten a.m. Every single bar, bar a few sort of tourist gift shops. Every single bar, and there must be sixty, seventy of them. Live country music starting at ten in the morning, and high quality live country music. This is where people yeah. come to make their names. There's no cover charge. You just wander in, and she said to me, "This is the greatest day of my life. I never want to leave here." <laughs> and <laughs> it's not a joke and it's you know I've heard sort of snippet stories about Nashville but nothing can prepare you for what it's like I mean it starts at 10 it's still going at 3, 4 in the morning I mean, we did um, and of course the Glamour Burnett is she's passionate about karaoke she's the only person I know who can sing in three different keys simultaneously and <laughs> We we ended up last night at the karaoke bar, and she sang. I've got friends in low places. Singing now would be putting it a bit highly. Up she went. Place was packed. Got them clapping and was wearing her cowboy gear. She bought, she's bought all the gear out here, and she was getting men up onto the stage, twirling them around, putting her finger on top of their heads, getting them to spin around under her finger. She she was she was she was jumping up on them. She she got a fell up and started to duet with him, and then set him down on the stage, put him on his side, and then sort of got in behind him in almost a spoon position. The place, the place was just going absolutely wild. She was taking the mic down from the stage and roving amongst the audience, all of all the while singing completely out of tune, <laughs> and very rarely. None of this is an exaggeration. In fact, I've I've videoed some of it, and if the production team were able to, you know, uh, if they think it's good enough quality, we'll play a snippet at the end of this because I, and it's something about how unselfconscious it all is. And and then no, she was no sooner down from the first song that she was back signing signing the role again (laughs) to get up again as soon as possible, and. The genuine joy that she gets in it, and it's completely unselfconscious, and the whole place, you know, reveling in it. And mm. I have to say, I laughed and laughed until eventually I thought, you know, I was sore laughing because she's 
completely oblivious to to the sort of embarrassment or anything that another person would have. I mean, this is her greatest regret in life was that she wasn't a fabulous singer and, and a fabulous country singer. And has she been to Nashville before? No. Oh, that's amazing. I'd love to go to didn't, Nashville. Didn't want to come home. No, no, doesn't want to go home. Yeah. Um, wants to immediately organize a trip back to here as soon as possible. Um, and then we'll take in Memphis the next time. And But this is, her eyes light up. Like you see, Garth Brooks Bar, and she idolizes Garth Brooks. For our wedding present, Garth Brooks sent her five personally signed albums. Wow. And so <laughs> she said, whenever, whenever Garth was coming to Croke Park, because Garth's very friendly with Peter Aiken. And we're very friendly with the Aikens. I'm very friendly with Peter. You know, he was in Sipatsarma. I'm a Sipatsarma boy. I was friendly with his father, Jim, who was the sort of the legendary music promoter who brought, you know, the biggest acts in the world to Ireland and sort of activated slain and things like that. And um, whenever Garth was coming, Peter said, look, don't worry. To the glamour sprint, look, I will have you there as many nights as you want to. You'll be in the VIP area. You can wander through. You can meet Garth. And she said to him, absolutely seriously, do you think there'd be any chance that we could do a duet together? And Peter looked at me thinking, and I immediately shook my head, as in to give him the signal, this is deadly serious and must be treated. Right, yeah. With the respect. <laughs> <laughs> must be treated with the seriousness with which this has been asked. Do you think I would be able to do a duet with Carlos Brooks? <laughs> Peter was sort of, said, I'll, 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 I'll mention it to him. <laughs> I'll mention it to him. The biggest, the biggest stadium artist in the world. I'll mention it to him. Um, and uh, there you go. So, I'm so are you able to leave Nashville? She, Do you think you she will? is on? Like I see people. Like she is on cloud nine. Yeah. This is a a voyage of discovery. This morning early, we were up because she doesn't want to waste a single minute, and we're out here with the. Prince Charles is here. Prince really? Anya Bunam's here with, with his wife, Shendon. And we were sitting in a, in a honky-tonk oh, yeah. bar, you know. Play the guitar. Play the guitar. The guy, was, the, guy was, the guy was doing you loud when you said you love me, but I'd rather go on hearing your lies than to go on living without you. And it's all that. And it's real, proper yeah, country yeah. and the music. All the guitarists are superb. I mean, you do not play. You do not play in Nashville in any of the honky tonks and bars, unless you can play. And all of a sudden, through the door came, and it was like it was like Sheriff Bart in Blazing Saddles. And the prince is only about five foot four. All of a sudden, he came he came through the door of the saloon right? <laughs> with a huge sort of ten gallon cowboy hat on, <laughs> and, and and uh, and has uh, as of course as he always does entered into the full spirit of it, and we've had such tremendous fun. We're all wearing check shirts and cow cowboy hats. Well, you know, I'll show you my cowboy hat. Hold on, hold on. I want to show you my cowboy hat. 
I think that is good. That I was going to say it suits you, but uh, this cowboy hat is made of bull hide, and I'm going to wear this. Oh God! Uh, I'm going to wear this uh, whenever I'm going to football matches in the future oh, when Jesus. it's raining. It is brilliant. It's made of bull leather. You're going to become a character. You're going to become the character. There's Brawley. Yeah, see the way it's it's, it's perfect. It's perfect to, to if you've got glasses. Right, and you know, you, 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 it's hard not to be swept up in all that Western folklore out here. Mm. You know, a bunch of the boys were whipping it up in the Malamut Saloon. Every you go, you see the sort of the iconic. And then you know, you, you there are signs on the bar saying, you know, no, <laughs> no guns allowed. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> which reminds you of that ever-present other side of America. You know, I know. Check your guns with the cashier. But again, it is that but like Nashville is that place is is a place that it again just trades on, not trades but feeds off the myths and the energy it has as the place where, if you want to make it in country music, you have to be there and you have to go there. And like I would, lo I love country music. I would love to go to Nashville. I've never been, and I always uh, want to go because I I think it's just. Yeah, again, because of, of the history of the place, Grand Ole we, Opry. We, we'll have to, we'll have to come out. We'll have to come out. Yeah, I mean, it's ceaseless. I cannot describe to you. You can go to a real old style saloon that's not that big, and you hear beautiful acoustic guitar and a beautiful singer. In fact, the tape on one guy this morning, and and we'll 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 play this episode out with that. Um, and he was starting there at ten in the morning. He was there until two. And then, if you're if you're really good, you get get invited to the more prestigious places to play for a few hours later on in the evening. And but it's ceaseless. Like the moment he finishes, as he's finishing, a crew will be setting up sound for maybe another band, a full country band, maybe a, a solo artist. We were in a we were in a saloon yesterday, a very luxurious one, which isn't normal here. Um, it's owned by that guy Justin Timberlake, mm. you know, and it's really just so in every way. Three floors of the best country music, but a young up and coming country music sensation from Texas came in, and there was a great ripple of delight through the audience. Who, who just it's a bar basically, a large bar, and people are having food. And the singer immediately stopped, welcomed him, said, so fantastic to have him here. And you all give him a big Nashville round of applause, he said. I'm going to ask you to come up and take my place and sing some of your tunes. Brother, and up he went. There was a check shirt. They all wear cowboy boots. And it has that mysticism, that feel of the Old West, mm. you know. And you also feel that it's a very, very safe city. You know, there's there's police officers everywhere. Everybody's very, very friendly. But you also get the feeling of big, powerful country guys who can handle themselves if it comes to it. These are Tennessee folk. You know, they're not spoiled. They're not used to. They're not used to the silver spoon. It's it's less than half the price of New York, and um, it it's 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 an experience. And especially if you can get off the beaten track, don't go to the places that are too touristy. You know. There's a great, there's a great country song called "You Never Even Call Me by My Name," which David Allen Coe sings in it. But it was written by a guy called Steve Goodman, and in the song, David Allen Coe says he, Goodman claims this was the greatest country country song ever written. 
And and Co says, I told him it couldn't be the perfect country song because he hadn't said anything all anything at all about mama or trains or trucks or prison or getting drunk. And so Goodman wrote another verse, and the verse <laughs> verse went, "Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison, and I went to pick her up in the rain. But before I could get to the station in my pickup truck, she got run over by a damned old train." And <laughs> that is the perfect. <laughs> Country and Western verse. Yeah. I'm sure everybody knows the old joke about what happens when you play a country record backwards. You get your job back, your wife back. Your... <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one of the one of the striking things about it out here is the excellence of the music and the excellence of the standard, and mm-hmm. you know often the originality of it. And and then you, you look at the dross that's country and Irish, you know, just that same stuff that's pumped out. Yeah. You know, where I, I would think, you know, that they just they put they put certain they put all the words into a computer and it comes out with these trite wee poems and everything has to rhyme, you know. Mm. Lock, cock, jock. You know, you, you you write the song according to the, the, the word at the end of the line. And it doesn't it doesn't really matter what what comes what comes before that. As long as as long as the last word in each stanza rhymes, then you've got a country and Irish song. Yeah. And 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 how easy it would be. I mean, because we've got so many brilliant session musicians playing country and Irish. How easy it would. How much more pleasure they would get from playing real music. You know, instead of just that dead simplistic stuff that's banged out. I mean, is there anything worse in the world than the late late country show? I don't think so. I never. I actually don't think I've ever. Really they're all they're all the same. They all sound the same. You know, all the backing musicians are the same. They're all that same standard form industrial dross. And here, you get an idea of the the real power of country music. You know, the mm-hmm. real brilliance of it. Um, you know, when 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 it's when it when it's done with respect and love, and it's done not just to earn a few quid, but to really play music and. That's the feel you get here. There was a couple this morning. We were in this real American diner. You know, the place is packed. It's huge plates. Like it's like desperate Dan's cow pie. You know, you know, like people buying triple burgers and you know these biscuits smothered with chicken gravy. They're called. I was wondering. They look like vast bowls of grey porridge, and people are digging in and picking out eggs from inside this the this like. Grey, thick, yogurty-looking sauce, you know, and these sopping biscuits, which I think must be like scones, and huge plates. And this couple came in, pretty elderly couple, sat down, said, and I said, "Oh, I says that's a Toronto. You people are from Toronto." He said, "Ah, oh, yeah, well, we're just here, you know, and we've hired a car, and we're we're going down to Memphis, and it's the trip of a lifetime, and then we're going to New Orleans." And uh, they ordered tea, you see, and the tea came out and the lady said to me, um, Joe, there's there's ice cubes in this tea. I said, you have tea out here is iced tea, you know. She says, can, can we get a cup of tea? I said, no, no, but you probably get coffee. I don't like coffee. <laughs> These people are just on a genuine voyage of discovery. Mm. They're going to find out. So much about you know, I envied them almost this sort of it's 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 a once in a lifetime trip for them. They've probably 
put their life savings into it. They're out here for 10 days and they're just going to follow the music wherever it is, music lovers, and yeah. uh, and what a trip they're going to have. And that's the sort of wonder that, 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 that people can get when they come here, you know. I know. Well, it is, it is why it remains the kind of a place that people uh, dream of and, and, and feel, you know, anything is possible. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Possible. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we, we decided on Christmas Eve. Look, we'll we'll um, we'll go down to St Joseph's Chapel in Greenwich Village and you should see it. It's just one of the most beautiful chapels I've ever been in. But we were down there. There was a, a very old cinema right beside it, showing "It's a Wonderful Life" mm. at nine o'clock at night. And the glamorous brunette had never seen "It's a Wonderful Life" because, quote, "I can't watch black and white films. They're for old people." But I persuaded her. <laughs> I know, I know. But I persuaded her. I said, "Look, I promise. I, I promise you, this is a special experience, and you'll love it." We went in beautiful old cinema. You know those old lean back red plush, oh, yeah. velvety field chairs. You know, 
big holsters for your for your your popcorn and your enormous sort of jug of cherry coke and there it is it's a wonderful life and whenever the curtain came down at the end the big the big tears were running down her face <laughs> she'd never seen it you see and, and and who can resist it and the beauty of it and we came out from there absolutely buoyed into the cold night air and we went into a, a beautiful wee place called the Tavern at Chain. We had uh, we had a wee nightcap there, and then we we went then the next morning to Christmas Mass in St Joseph's in Greenwich Village, and I tell you how well appointed St Joseph's is. They have a they have a band called the Jesus Band, so a G S U S, and you can you can look them up. They are superb, and they are the full time church band, but the pianist. Has a concert grand piano in the in the chapel, wow. and the the young priest blessed us afterwards. We told him we were on, and he blessed us afterwards, and he told us that his, his people are from Donegal, and just the previous week, he had officiated at his brother's wedding in Kerry, because of course the Irish tentacles spread throughout America, mm. wherever you are. As soon as you say you're Irish, even out here, you know, you say, guys, where are you guys from? Ireland. Oh, we love Ireland. That's in Nashville. Yeah. You know, needless to say, needless to say, the glamorous brunette's close relationship with uh, President Biden is not mentioned in Nashville. Okay. In fact, there's a guy who walks around the streets here with a huge sign up saying, fuck Joe Biden and a begging bowl and everybody's giving him money. I stood and watched him for five minutes. He's obviously a black guy who's decided this is the way to get money. <laughs> fuck Joe Biden. And then you put money in and he goes, yeah, fuck that man. Fuck Joe Biden. So, yeah, that says, uh, that, that, keep, keep quiet about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no no politics. We're, we're, we're Trumpers here. We're Trumpers. Make America great again because <laughs> we support our trips. Well, I suppose I, I with that, that's like it's saying, not. It's not. It's I not. I find myself saying to a guy who told us he was, he was, he was in the marine. I said, "Thank you for your service." He said, "Well, thank you very much, sir." But with that hat, like it's not, a, it's not a MAGA hat. But when you wear that cowboy hat, people might think you are, you are a Trumper. You know, it's going to be a big, yeah, it's going to be a big year for Trump. So, uh, and again, yeah. you know, you sort of we we look at America from afar and we think it's a bit like the way Ireland has been described this year by. You know, people like Conor McGregor and this very small group of people who are clearly being funded to destabilize, to try to destabilize Irish democracy. And, you know, we know the reality is that Ireland isn't on fire. And Ireland's a very peaceful, beautiful place to live. And same, I mean, you come out here and, you know, we watch the shit show that's the Fox News and CNN and all of that. And this, um, really looks like us to a very ominous attack on democracy. And yet when you're strolling about here and you're meeting people and you're chatting and you're like, I'm very curious, so I'm constantly engaged in strangers in conversation here. You see a very different hmm. America. And you see that, that, that there are a huge amount of complexities about American life, and a huge amount of themes that are intertwined with people's lives here. Um, well, but that's, that's the truth, isn't that the truth? Right, everywhere, that every 
yeah, that everywhere is uh, complex and uh, and you know complexity is 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 the truth about any situation and any and any. Um, yeah, but I think it's, person. It's like, it's like Tennessee Williams. Tennessee Williams said, "The only complete person is a complete idiot," and uh, it's it's true about everything. Everybody is is full of complexity and contradictions, and every country then reflects the the people who make it up. I think that though that there's maybe it's maybe the the what we see a lot out here is the superficial. You know, we don't see, you know, like the underlying, the poverty, the problems, the struggles that families have, the feeling that 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 has settled down over America, that the vast majority of hardworking people are being left behind. Mm. You know, it used to be in America after World War II, the contract was work hard, improve yourself, and you will have a better life, and your kids will have a better life, and they live every opportunity. You know, and that was true in the 50s and 60s. But now, you know, that isn't true. And we see in America now people are turning to, you know, an, an authoritarian figure like Trump. You know, I don't know if you saw Trump's Christmas message. I missed that. My, my illness meant I missed that. <laughs> you said, you know, all those democratic thugs and criminals and, you know, they're the pedophiles and, you know, said, said and, he, and he finished off by saying, Happy Christmas to everyone. <laughs> it was like, what? It was like that satirical message we employed a few weeks ago on the podcast, you know. Yeah, that, that is the problem with Trump is that he, he, you know, he is actually funny. It is the thing that's going to make him. Uh, and I think, you know, we're going to talk this week, is later in the week, about look, look back on 2023 and look forward to 2024. But one of the themes is going to be Donald Trump and how he manages to get people to pay attention to him no matter what. And that is, you know, the the fact that he has more than anybody blurred the lines between entertainment and politics. Yeah. And I think when we talk about America like we have today, it's it is that it is that situation. It is that is is the the crux of of the problem is the sense that everything is entertainment. You know, when we talk about when yeah, you talk I mean, about going into a walking into a, a bar in, in, in Nashville or New York, walking into a park in New York, anywhere, entertainment is always on offer. And America became slaves to that entertainment and their political system was hijacked by this need to 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 get ratings, to to yeah. produce entertainment. And Trump triumphs from that. So it is it is one of the consequences of, of that that absolute that determination always to be to bring energy and bring entertainment like what is what is trump's greatest He's the funniest uh, of them you see trump's greatest of them well trump's greatest criticisms the thing that trump can say about somebody that is his greatest criticism of anybody is that they are low energy low energy and yeah. uh, you know jeb Here, bush low his, energy low energy jeb and uh, oh, and <laughs> um <laughs> And, he killed uh, him with that. He killed he did. him. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's true. And it, again, it That's taps into something. Yeah, it tapped into something when his, uh, his... when when oh, when yeah. Jeb said, "You know, my mother is the best person I know," and Trump said she should be running for office. Uh, yeah, <laughs> instead of you, well, I mean, like, he, he is. He is so, like, and, that, and that's 
that's what he has over the rest of them. I mean, I mean, his, his Christmas message here. I've, I've, I've just, I've just punched it up because it's, it's just hard to believe that he's now the front runner to be the American president. Mary, Mary, you have to, you have to, you have to listen to this as though it was Trump's voice. We should have got Al Foran to do it for us. Merry Christmas to all, including crooked Joe Biden's only hope, deranged Jack Smith, the out of control lunatic who just hired outside attorneys fresh from the capital letters swamp brackets unprecedented exclamation mark to help him with his poorly executed capital letters witch hunt against Donald Trump and MAGA. World leaders, leaders, both good and bad, I greet you. And the sick thugs in the United States who, with their open borders, inflation, capital letters, Afghanistan surrender, green new scam, capital letters, high taxes, no energy independence, woke military, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, all electric car, lunacy, capital letters, and so much more are looking to destroy our once great USA. And then this is all in capital letters. May they rot in hell. Again, Merry Christmas to you all. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.